As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome into the latest edition here, that podcast ground, a special bi week edition where uh, we want to just kind of sit down and help you get to know some uh, player, a player on this team that I think is, if you want perspective on what the NFL is like, uh, you would come to Bengals safety, Mike <laughs> Thomas, because you've been around it, you've right. played at the high levels, you've seen the biggest games and some of the lowest games that maybe nobody watched. <laughs> No, been a <laughs> but you know you've, you've kind of been around it all, and now you're with the Bengals, and kind of found a little little home here at the. What what has this been like for you finding a home in Cincinnati here? You know because I imagine you were. I mean you were up on the street right, but 13, 14 months ago, yeah, and now you're a captain, <laughs> and you found a real home here. What's right. this been like for you? I mean, it's to be honest, I think last year, uh, a term that I used uh, that's still fitting is, it was refreshing. Yeah. It was refreshing to come here, one, because of the type of locker room we had, and I was not expecting that, uh, but that's a testament to Zach, you know, Duke building the, or, uh, the team like this, and Zach with the culture, Lou, Darren, BC, uh, it's just a, a group of guys that's just, you know, they play for one another. They're unselfish, and you don't get that everywhere. Yeah. It's not like that in every single <laughs> locker room. And, um, you know, it it, 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 it just makes me want to come in every single day and, like, dude, how can I serve? How can I help y'all get better uh, being Uncle Mike and, and, and yeah. whatnot? But uh, it definitely gives me perspective because, you know, like you said, 13 months ago, almost like a really a year to this date before I got activated, I thought I was done. You know, I, I thought I was done playing. About, I took a job at the NFLPA. was about to start working. Really? And even they said, if a team calls, though, we'll be the first to tell you, you still go play. This job will be here waiting for you. You know, and and once the Bengals called, Lou, Lou gave me the call and was like, dude, if you can still run a little bit, we might, you know, so we might sign you to practice squad. I mean, it just gave me a perspective like, hey, man, you know, you can still play. You can still play at a high level. But then even with a team like this and a young team, like, you can have an impact. So, I mean, it, it's been refreshing to find a home here. Was not looking at, like, oh, let me come and be the leader, team captain. But 
you know, when your teammates vote your team captain, it's humbling, man. And I hold that at high regard because we all want to earn the respect of our of our teammates and our peers around the league. That's why guys want to make all pros, pro bowls and stuff like that. Because you want to know that the rest of the league feels like you're a good player. And for my teammates to think that I was a leader in special teams, like, that meant a lot to me. Yeah. That you mentioned it was just a, about a year ago that, that you were activated. It was right before the Vegas game, right? right? So you were here, what, week four, week five? Yeah, whenever, the Green Bay, yeah. And, whenever we played Green Bay, that was my first week. Was that five, week five? five yeah, yeah, week five, yeah. So so they bring you in. I mean, was there any talk of this was the long-term plan, or was it just come in, join the practice squad, right. see what happens? Exactly. I, I, think, I think it was that. I think they knew – you know, one, a couple guys had gotten banged up at that time at the safety position. Uh, but then, two, hey, we need, a, we need a little bit more veteran presence and, you know, take advantage of this new rule that I've helped negotiate <laughs> with, with, with vets being able to be on a practice squad. You know, like, shoot, man, like, if you can still play, that's awesome. If you can't, at least you'll give us some veteran presence and be able to help these young guys, you know, learn how to play in the NFL. And then, you know, I, I – I, it, it was like, I guess, God's plan. And you never want guys to get injured. But unfortunately, that's the NFL. That's how most guys do get a chance to play. Somebody else has to go down, unfortunately. Uh, but it was just a just a just a terrible but, you know, un, uh, uh, unfortunate uh, sequence of events when, you know, I think a came went down and B. Will, uh, Brandon Wilson went down. And then it was just almost the same game. I remember Darren just turning to me on the sideline. I think it was the Browns game it was like. It's, it's all you the rest of the way, man. We yeah. need you. And, you know, and, and, and that's how it happened. But, no, that definitely wasn't the long-term plan. There was no conversations with me about that. So I was just like, shoot, however y'all need me to serve, that's cool. Did From you, a guy that was about to be working with the NFLPA. I was going to say, did you, did you think when they said come on the practice squad, was that a hard decision of, like, should I? Or am I happy just saying, you know what, football's done for me? I was definitely happy and mentally ready to transition, but I think definitely it being Lou Anarumo. Yes. That's why that's why I made that decision. Like, trust me, my agent and me went back and forth yeah. <laughs> about different other possibilities. And I was like, hey, look, I'm good. But the fact that Lou called, yeah. that's that's what ultimately made me say price squad or not. Like, yeah, I'll come out here. I mean, you follow them everywhere at right. this point. I mean, you really have. You've been everywhere yeah. he's been. You've been there. What was it? you know, about that relationship? When did it start? What what connected you to Lou? Do you have any good Lou stories? Oh, I, I mean, I got some great, I got some great Lou stories, but the very first day that what connected us was uh, a, a day where he didn't know my name and, you know, I didn't know his defense, but we needed each other. Uh, like, so I get claimed off practice squad from uh, San Fran and I get there on like a Wednesday, right? Uh, they tell me I got one job. Go vice their best gunner, Matthew Slater. All right, that's <laughs> fine. I can do that. Yeah, yeah, we're playing. We are, like, we're playing up in fame. the Hall of Fame. Right. Let me stop there and say yes. Matthew Slater probably should be the first special teams player to make the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And hopefully they just create a special team slot so maybe 10 years, 20 years down the line, yeah, we, so we some other guy might wiggle. Yeah, and right. Anyway, all right, let's get back to Tommy. You know, maybe an all-decade. <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> but um, so I, 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 we get to the game. They tell me I got one job. Get to the game. I'm doing that, right? And we're playing the Patriots in the fourth quarter hit somehow we're winning. I don't know how, you know what I'm saying, but we're winning the game. And one of the starting DBs get hurt, starting corners, and the special team coach say, hey, we actually need you to go play safety on kickoff. I go down there, I make a tackle. I'm glad because my name's going to be on the stat sheet. You know what I'm saying? I got proof that I actually played an NFL game. Yeah. And that same drive, a second starting corner, Brent Grimes, get hurt. 
So now Lou Anarumo turns to me. He's like, hey, uh, number 31. Yeah, Thomas, right? Yeah. yeah, you play nickel in college. Okay, yeah, we don't have enough DBs. So you have to play nickel out here. Just turn around, listen to the safety. He'll tell you what to do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so get out there, that, that drive, and uh, Tom Brady sees 31 trotting out there in the sun. He's like, wait, wait, wait. Red 80, red 80. Say, huh? And he's picking on me left and right. Yeah. I'm holding my own, making plays, making tackles. But, of course, it's the, you know, Tom Brady game-winning drive storyline is about to happen. Mm-hmm. Gets down to the, what, I think about the 20-yard line, 15-yard line. It's like 15 seconds left. I'm Gordon Amendola in a slot. And it's man-to-man. I look up, and the ball's coming. <laughs> Amendola has the ball in his hands. We're in the end zone. We're fighting, clawing. We hit the ground. Boom, the ball pops out. I'm juiced. Incomplete. Yeah. <laughs> my teammates don't know my name. Yeah, 31, 31, <laughs> So, incomplete, incomplete again. So, now it's fourth down with maybe like 12 seconds left. Our coach calls timeout. Lou's like, hey, let's call a double-double to give Mike T some help in a slot. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. You know what I'm saying? At this point, even if we lose, anybody but me. Just don't let it be me. Don't do not let it be me. So I'm going. I think it's Edelman in a slot now. Said Hut. Edelman runs like a little under route. Rashad Jones, I say he takes him. So I just back up and free, and I see the ball coming at me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, wait. It's like slow motion. Yeah. I pick it. Land on the ground. I'm like, wait, did I just catch my first interception? <laughs> From Tom wait, Brady. Against Brady. That was the game interception. That was against Tom Brady. And, like, yeah. teammates jumping out, up and down on me. So, that was my welcome to Miami. Welcome to the NFL moment. And from then on, me and Lou were kind of like that. I said, to be honest. Like, so, he knew, he knew my name after that. I knew his defense. And, yeah, yeah, it's been all good. But, literally, ever since I hit free agency, uh, he fought for me to get to New York uh, when I when I really wasn't getting a couple deals because I was one of those uh, players who was involved with the social justice and taking a knee. Mm-hmm. But he fought for me to get to to the Giants. He becomes a defensive coordinator here. I'm thinking I'm done playing. He calls for me to come here. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I've just tried to always deliver for Lou. Yeah. You know he, he vouched for me to get to the Giants. You know I, I ended up earning you know a Pro Bowl bid there. He vouched for me to come here. You know, I help, end up help trying to lead the special teams with Darren. But, you know, just as a proof, like, hey, if you stood on the table and try to, like, get me here, I'm going to prove you right. I'm going to yeah. prove to everybody that you were right, I was your guy, and that I can deliver and I can perform. Yeah. That's where, a relationship. Where is that ball? Yeah. <laughs> like, is there a picture? Is there a painting oh, above your mantle oh, or something? Are you laying on the ground See, with the ball? I was like, say, to yeah. be honest, I was like, you're asking the right questions. Like, yeah. my our house was getting remodeled because of that winter storm uh, last year that happened in Texas, but all of that will happen. Now, I'm yeah, saying yeah, that yeah. ball is, is safely secure at my house in Houston. Yeah. <laughs> now, you're giving away your game worn jerseys right. now. You're yeah. giving your ice. I, that jersey, I assume you kept. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's somewhere. Like the gloves. I got the gloves from Mike Wallace. They like they had me gave me some terrible like generic gloves. Yeah. Mike Wallace was the locker next to me. He gave me his gloves. Uh, no, yeah. I got everything. Well, when, <laughs> when Tom Brady goes into the hall, you should see if the hall wants your gloves. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I like, remind look. you of that. Hey, I got him once. Though I got him once. Though. No, I, I think they're they're definitely appreciating the value as the years go on. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, uh, the the Pro Bowl you went to. Is, yeah. was, I mean, how special? Because I know a lot of the guys. Kind of look at the Pro Bowl as, as what it is. It was yeah. still in Hawaii then, right? Yeah. Oh uh, well, no, it it was, uh, was that the in year Orlando. They went to Orlando. Yeah, it was in Orlando, which I didn't mind. My daughter got to go to Disney World and yeah. and uh, it was the Orlando <laughs> Studio. So, but now nah, to me, it was uh, it was very special again because for five years I had to deal with uh, uh, the other guy we talked about that's probably going to go in uh, Hall of Fame as a special teams player. I could never get the 
nod over him. Yeah. So I was always knocking first alternate, <laughs> second alternate or something like that. So yeah. to finally get my first Pro Bowl in New York with the Giants, I mean, it meant a lot to me. And even with that, I was the first alternate. The Rams had to go to the Pro Bowl. I mean, to the Super Bowl oh, okay. for me yeah. to go. And I'm like, I tell Vaughn, I joke with Vaughn all the time, like, dude, I'm sorry. Yeah. That, was, that was passing appearance. I know that was passing appearance, yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. but look, it's Matt. I need. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say that was a great no call. It's a great no call. I love it. I love it. Your your story before you got to the NFL is, is interesting, though. You know, you're in Houston and you yeah. go to Stanford, which was a familiar path. And I was like, well, that's Andrew Luck's path. Right. You guys probably played against. Did you play against each other in high school we, too? We were in the same division. Same division in so. high school. Yeah. So. So you and Andrew probably uh, did you remain? Hit, did you go to both go to Stanford? You both going to the league yeah. similar time? Did you did you have a good relationship? Oh yeah, we like yeah. we talk, we talk like almost every other week, man. He still calls really? me. Man. Yeah, he's at Stanford. He's in school right now. Like nah, but that's my like we're we're brothers, man. Like yeah. to see him in high school. I mean, we were competing in all the sports, but to see him in football, I was like, okay, that that kid's gonna be good. Yeah. And then he was like, he, he's, he committed to Stanford, and it was funny how they even started recruiting me. They were recruiting a defensive player. Defensive teammate of his, and I played quarterback in high school. And that's the only reason they even saw my film, is they were recruiting one of his teammates on defense. Yeah. <laughs> they are like, who is this kid? All right, if he got the grades, let's go off for him. So yeah. that's, that's long story short. Once they did that, as soon as I got in, my my, my dad actually made the decision for me. He was like, yep, your recruiting's over. That's where you're going. That's so, where you're going. Well, you can't, I mean, uh, as far as the grade school <laughs> oh, no. and everything else. I mean, it was a great decision. So did, you, did, did Harbaugh ever actually, like, did he come up to see you? Oh, yeah. Did you talk to him? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it like to be recruited by Jim Harbaugh? <laughs> I'll tell everybody this. <laughs> I, as, as I smile, I mean, that's my guy. I'm a Harbaugh guy. Okay. And either you're a Harbaugh guy or you're not. There's yeah. no in-between. Yeah, yeah there's saying, no in-between. I'll, keep it, I'll keep it there. Definitive, I'll right? about to say, I will keep it there. <laughs> but one, he's one of the best recruiters yeah. I've ever seen. Like, honestly, like. Being in touch with what's going on socially, I was saying like, and 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 his energy, and just being able to get guys to buy in when they're getting recruited. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's it's it's a level I've never seen. It's yeah. a, I've never seen, and it's contagious. So. I was gonna go to Stanford anyway, but like because yeah. of the school, but because of him. It made it like it was a no brainer as soon as I got in. I do feel like high school kids respond to crazy people well. Like it's like something about it. You just love it. Like you're kind of you feel kind of crazy in high school, and then you're like this guy's kind of insane, and I kind of like it. I, I, if you, if you were wrong, I'd tell you you were wrong. <laughs> but I, I, I would just say I was a hardball guy, and I was like, yeah, yeah. that's that's unbelievable. And you were with, and then Richard Sherman was. There. Oh yeah, exactly. So he he was my he was my host. And so that was another thing, too. Once I started getting recruited and they had him host me, it was like, oh, they got some guys that's like, you know, one look, I'm sorry, look like me. And, you know, yeah. like like I can relate to. And oh, oh, just so happened, oh, we're actually pretty, you know, so we're actually pretty good. Like we yeah. had some talent, man. And, and it was a fun experience. It was a life-changing experience. Uh, I'm so glad I made that decision to go there, yeah. man. Like like we are, I mean, brothers. Like Richard Sherman, we're, he, he plays me. We're the same friend as well. Like, I mean yeah. – Brothers for a life. I hope you were minding him that you're outlasting him as he came to stand. He's over there at the booth on the Monday, on the Thursday night game, and there you are out there oh, on the field. Man. I, I assume that was a reminder. We way. definitely joke about it, but I, 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 I think he's, uh, <laughs> he's doing well. He'll yeah. be all right. Yeah. He'll be all right. All right, let's take a second and switch gears here and hear from a sponsor. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. A lot of comparisons between Andrew and yeah. Joe Burrow. Oh, yeah. um, what have you seen from the way Joe is and compared to Andrew? And how much does that a quarterback's presence, his leadership, yeah. trans, translate to the defensive side? Yeah. And did you ever pick off Andrew Luck in high school? So I played quarterback. So I, if I, I wish oh, I would have played. Yeah, yeah so I, oh, yeah, no, yeah, I played yeah, yeah, quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I was on the yeah. offensive side. So I didn't get a chance to pick, pick him up in high school <laughs> in the game. But, no, I mean – the comparison is the confidence he gives everybody in that locker room. With luck, we knew we always had a chance. Even if the offense was struggling for whatever reason, we knew we had a chance. You know, like, and, and that, and if you're able to go out there and play fast and free on the defensive side, same thing with a guy like Joe Burrow. He's like, dude, we're going to have a shot. Like, and his confidence, his demeanor, that itself, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I got to be on. Because I know this guy's going to be on. I can't let him down. So I got to do my job. You know, like, and, and yeah. I know we're going to have a chance to win. Like, that's – it's not like that everywhere. Yeah. yeah. If you don't have – I'm sorry. Unlike, unlike college, and maybe we I'm, – I'm a little – I'm a little uh, – what's the word? I'm looking for too, too overconfident when I say this. In college, I feel like there was times I stand for defense won our games, especially yeah. my junior year. But if you didn't have a quarterback in college, it's, it's tough too. In the NFL for sure. And because I lived it. If you do not have a quarterback, you are not going to win. Yeah. And I'm glad that I'm, you know, in year 11 that I got a chance to play <laughs> on a team that has, has a quarterback, especially in Joe Burrow. Yeah. But you're, you come in and you're, like you said, your first game, you just are happy to be on the stat sheet right. and hopefully you'll be in the stat sheet. And then here you were in year 11 <laughs> in the Super Bowl. You know, I mean, do you ever – it's because you've had time now and you started to think about life after football, mm-hmm. had a chance to reflect on how crazy the NFL journey can be and what are, like, the lessons that you give to guys that are about to go through right. their journey, What you know, when you're trying to talk to them about what to expect in the, in yeah. the NFL? Because it's, it's such a unique exactly. thing. There's just nothing like – I tell young dudes all the time, like, you have to prepare – and I get a unique, I guess, lens because with special teams, I actually get a chance to do probably a little bit more scout team like, yeah. because I choose to at this point. I don't yeah. have to. But, yeah, on scout team. So even last year, I'm going against a rookie, Jamar Chase. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm yeah. going against a young T. Higgins. You know, and, and, and I get to go against those guys on the offensive side. But even this year when you got a young Daxton Hill, mm-hmm. Tyson Anderson, who's you know, still trying to come up, even a Brandon Wilson's coming up injury, um, you know, a young guy like Alan George, Cam, uh, Britt, uh, Taylor Britt. It's like I get the chance to talk to them and let them know, like, hey, dude, the opportunity is coming. You never know when it's going to come. But you got to prepare as if you're the starter. Yeah. And then sure enough, you know, like, don't don't believe me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then it happens. And boom, didn't happen. But it, yeah. it's like, dang, OG, Uncle Mike, you tell. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I, didn't, I don't have to read this in a book. You know what I'm saying? I have to read this book. I've lived this. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it happens every year. That's this league. And the more it's happening to them, they're starting to believe. Yo, so I get a chance to just talk to them every single day and 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 pour into them in that way, but also get a chance to work with them. Like, hey, look, I'm just not telling you. This is how you prepare. Let's walk through this before the walkthrough. Let's walk through this before practice. Sure. So you can get ahead. That's how you start becoming that young player that they can trust and lean on. Like, oh, I don't have to talk to him two, three times. I don't have to tell him what to do. He already knows. How to, like, that's how you start picking stuff up faster. And if that's the role at this point in my career that I can play, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Why scouting? Why, why do you choose to do that? Because I learned a long time ago, especially as a guy that was on practice squad at first, and then a guy where nobody knew my name, but I had to go play. With scout team, if I'm not the starter, that's where I can get my reps. Okay. Mm-hmm. As a, as a, you know, what I'm saying I could right. be Uncle Mike and stand on the sideline. Hey, now, nah, yeah, young dude, you go do the scout team safety. You go be the scout team nigga. Like, no, no, that's my reps. So that way, when I get in the game, no, I've been. Not only have I been doing safety, I've been doing nickel. I've been doing it against Jamar Chase. Right. Yeah. Right. I've been doing it against Hayden Hurst. I've been doing it against T Higgins. I've been doing it against TB. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've been taking angles out of the post against Joe Mixon. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. yeah, I'm not yes. getting, I'm not getting BS reps. You're right. I'm going against ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a lot of guys don't think it, think about it like that, but I do. Yeah, I, I know and I understand that. Like my rookie year, I went against Vernon Davis when he was on top of his game. Mm-hmm. I went against Crabtree when he was on top of his game. Had to take angles out of the post with Frank Gore breaking through them. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I was prepared when Miami called me. You know what I'm saying? Made like. A Right, I mean, it, that it makes ends a up making a difference for you to even be a guy who could potentially ever make the play that you made that now has Lou Anarumo taking you everywhere he goes. Yeah, <laughs> it all works together. Um, one thing you did off the field uh, was you went back to Miami and got your masters. Yep, that's a program we've seen some people take advantage of. And what? When did that become important to you? I'm sure it always was, but like, what? No. Why was that such a big deal? And and what was that process right. like for you? Is that was that hard to do? Yeah. Uh, it was hard to do. I'll start there for a couple of reasons. One, me and my wife had our first child, my daughter. She was a newborn mm-hmm. when I first decided to do it. But I had tore my pecs, so I had some extra time sure. on my hand, right, being on IR. But that program was available. It had just become available for, uh, I guess, artists and athletes at the University of Miami. And I'm in Miami. It's in our back, you know, like in our backyard. Yeah. And they were only going to ask us to be in class, honestly, during the off season. You're going to be extensive. <laughs> we were in class like all day, yeah. like every day, but during the off season. So I just made that decision because at Stanford, there were no business classes for undergrads. Like there were, there were just no business like courses, no business classes. Really? So I didn't really get a business background. So get a chance to get to the NFL, accumulating a lot of stuff. That's not conversations I had growing up with my family. It was like, yeah. no, no, no. I saw the 30 for 30 broke. I don't want to be on you. I don't want to be a part of that. Let me at least learn something about business. I had really no expectations for what I was going to do going into business school. But I said, look, at least I know this will help. This will help me prepare, you know what I'm saying, for something to deal with my business side of what I'm accumulating. And it actually, it, it, it helped me learn like real estate. That's what I'm dabbling in probably the most outside of football. It helped me prepare for life after football, especially when I took on a role in, in our executive committee with NFLPA, kind of getting that job because yeah. I can be at a higher level because of my business background and being able to have those conversations and negotiations. So it definitely helped prepare me for life after football. Yeah. Why does the PA fit you? Why is that? Why have you attached to them? Is it just 
is there something about the what they do or something about helping players, just the locker room? Right. I mean, it seems like that's a, a fit for you. Yeah, I, I, I think all of that does play into it. Uh, but the fact that I'm always just naturally trying to serve our guys. Yeah. And now I can do it from a business standpoint. You know, like learning a bit, learning our business mm-hmm. and learning about our business and how to take care of our guys, both the retired guys. The present guys and the guys that's about to come up ten years from now, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and and just having that playing that role and having that responsibility—that's just something, I guess, naturally from just the person who I am. Yeah, it just fits. Yeah, I mean, that, there was a lot. I mean, you guys were all center of the of the conversation a couple of years ago. And, and what was that? How how in, inside of that were you? Were oh. you? Yeah, I assume a lot. I mean, what was that? stress level like compared to football because you feel like right you have the pressure of everyone on you to not screw it up and not them come out and say oh the owners got them right and that's and you're up against people that this is what they do do. and their family have been doing it for yeah you know what i'm saying 50 some years what was the relationship like players and owners as that went on and how did it evolve i think it was it was one it was a special experience and it was like a lifetime experience that like for me I'm grateful for because going up, sitting across from Jerry Jones like yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> what is that like? <laughs> I can't even put it in perspective. You know, I really can't, I really yeah. can't put it in words from the things you hear. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but the, what the dynamic was, they needed us and they came to us early, right? Mm-hmm. And to have that experience. To negotiate, knowing I guess billions of dollars, knowing that the livelihoods of a lot of people mm-hmm. depending on how we did, and you, clearly you don't want to screw it up because you don't want nobody coming up saying like, "Look what y'all did!" You know, and they got us again. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. But at the same time, I have a responsibility to make sure that not just for this year, but for years to come, that we're all in a position to be able to continue to play, continue to take care of our families, continue to grow. And be in a position for 10 years when we negotiate again yeah. that we don't lose a lot what we've already gained. You know, like yep. that was a huge responsibility. But what I say is sitting across from the Jerry, uh, you know, Jerry Jones and the Robert Kraft, it gave me very, uh, it gave me a high level of confidence. Yeah. And moving forward with anything else I can do in life. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't get like, much harder than that. No, yeah. it doesn't. <laughs> and, and to have them not look at you, clearly it's ownership versus players. But when you're negotiating, especially when they're negotiating for something that they actually need, mm-hmm. and they start looking at you, not necessarily as a peer, but somebody else, no, like, I, you're not safety, you're Michael. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it's not absolutely. Mr. Jones, it's not Mr. J- it's Jerry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's a different dynamic. Yeah. It gives you a different confidence for moving forward for whatever you want to do for the rest of your life. Sure. Were you in that position because you were... Your team's player rep and all thirty-two, or was that did you executive committee? Executive committee. For okay, eleven so. of us. Are you? Have you ever been a player rep? Uh, I've been voted player rep. I bequeathed it. I gave it to others. <laughs> yeah. No one man should have all that power. Not everybody did that. <laughs> I thought, looking back on it, I probably should have kept my vote. I was like, because you, you have more power as a rep. You get to vote. I didn't get a chance to vote. I'm the only yeah. vote on the EC, and I negotiate. The reps actually get the power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the executive committee is what you were talking about when you yeah. negotiate oh, yeah, the expanded yeah, yeah. Exactly. practice squads. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. So we negotiate, but we get our direction from the 32. We take that. We do the negotiations. Mm-hmm. We get the deal, framework. 32. This is our recommendation. Mm-hmm. 
It played out how it played out. Yeah. Y'all vote. Yeah. 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 That's, I mean, that was a hard thing for you guys because I remember so much about that was the conversation about star players versus, you know, the foundational players, the three cool and out players, guys. Yeah. And like, how, how do you balance that? Because yeah. the stars are going to get theirs, right? It should it be, how tough was that in the room? Because there's stars on, there's, you yeah. know, that have very big voices. Right. And, and I don't know how that hard that was for you guys. No, it, it's, uh, you got to balance it, right? Yeah. Because the core makes up the majority, but if you don't have those stars, yeah. the league knows. Yeah. Okay. You can get more of the core. Yeah. Let's go grab them from all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> as long as we got, as as we got these stores, we're fine. You know what I'm saying? So yes. yeah. it's it's having a balance. And I, and I love the fact that our membership, we had enough star players in our membership, which the majority of our star players, they understood that too. And they didn't, they knew that we needed to do more for our core. Yeah. However, there were some things that we got to make sure we take care of for the stars too. So you know what I'm saying? It's just balance. But I, I love the fact of where our membership was. For the most part, regardless of what came out, it was very unselfish. It was very like, hey, how can we make this better as a whole? And to be honest, it wasn't perfect, but this deal actually ended up being a good deal. Yeah. What What is, if it was, if you had the ability to, what what is the first thing that you would want to have be progress for players in the NFL? What, what is the next big thing that you think is important that – that players have the chance to do going forward or rights or whatever right. it is. What, what, what is the um, next thing for you? I'll just con- continue to um, build leverage so that we understand like, Hey, if we want, let's say more guarantees in contracts or fully guaranteed contracts, right. It's going to take us coming together as collective and not being satisfied with, Oh, the most guarantees, for a quarterback, the most guarantees for a DB. You know what I'm saying? Because that's that's fluff. It's like no, like it. It would take us just understanding that, like, hey, let's continue to come together. Let's continue to build and just understand that it's going to take all of us to get those guarantees. Yeah, 18 games, just a crazy thing to say to you. Like, is that? I mean, for someone who goes through the pounding, I mean, was that just the ultimate non-starter, or or was there because you could have gotten stuff, you could get in stuff, but giving up the 18. I mean, I imagine that was probably a tough one. It's very tough. <laughs> it's very tough. However, we gave we we gave up. We gave up some stuff. There were some things that the NFL wanted. I'm just talking to general, you know, generalities yeah. at this point. And uh, ultimately, that's where we landed. Yeah. Um, Those are tough conversations, right? I very mean, tough. Very tough conversations. To have, I mean, we, I don't know, but it's sa- safety of the player and, and the wear and tear is just, it's a hard thing. You got, you probably feel like I imagine like that's what you are fighting for is trying to keep everybody healthy and taken care of as much as possible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd be venting at this point if I could yeah. be talking yeah. about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like we gave, we gave up, um, we gave up some things, Yeah, but I think ultimately we signed, we signed a good deal, but yeah. the health and safety of players is, should always be at the forefront. Yeah. And I mean, there's now momentum building for the turf fields. Right. Is, is that, that a realistic goal? And I mean, you see Cheeto gets hurt exactly, on grass field. It can happen exactly. anywhere. But uh, I think that needs to be a uh, parity and it needs to be a level, like a base level of, hey, this is the field that everyone needs to have. This grade, this level, if we decide it's this specific grass that everybody has to have in that stadium, do it. Or if we say it's some type of synthetic 
turf blend or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But that's the feel that everybody has to have. So it's consistent throughout the league. Mm-hmm. I think we're coming to that point now. That I think it's it don't take. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that's a huge ask for all of us to galvanize and use our collective voice to come behind. And I don't think ownerships. You know, because they don't want to lose star players either. You know, they don't want to lose any of the players. They don't want guys missing time because of that. If that's something that we can agree upon, then I think that's a conversation we need to have and it needs to be made a priority. All right, let's just take a quick break. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What did you learn from the social justice stuff and taking a knee and right. being part of that? What, what did you learn about you know progress right. and 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 the, and America? I right. mean, it was you guys became like this, a cross section of what it is to be American right. and, and race relations, and I'm to be such a central part of that. What was that? What was the Man, lessons? It was like yeah, it. it <laughs> I don't know. We got enough time today for me to talk about that. Your flight. Wow. I mean, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about other people. Um, um, Did you ever consider what, not doing it? Oh, I mean, absolutely. I had to pray about it. That's something I talked about. But ultimately, you know, speaking to my wife, and she's she's so strong, and you know, she gave me the strength to make that decision. You know, and you know, think about my family, my kids, our kids, our future. Because you know, to make a decision like that, you know, you're you're you're, you're risking something, and and I did. But ultimately, what came out of it was something greater, something that I wouldn't. You know, if I could go back, I wouldn't change the decisions I made. Um, but you know, I I I I learned some some hard lessons. I also saw the strength of what you know, standing up for something that you believe in, standing up for what you believe is right. Uh, you know, something that's bigger than yourself, you know, what that can do and the type of movement it can make. And, you know, not just for myself, not just for my community, but for, like you said, for America. And I think those actions help probably fast forward some conversations, even decades, 
uh, from where we were starting even in 2016, even before that. But I think it, it, it pushed forward some uh, – it pressed fast forward on some some conversations, some movement. Did a lot of things get changed that, you know, we wanted to see get changed? Not a lot, but uh, but there was there were movement. And there is movement. And I think I think just because of that, then it, it was worth it. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of – at least the NFL started pouring oh. more money into and focusing on that and talking about it. And conversations it The conversations in the locker room. That was what I was going to ask you about was that the, I remember – you know, when it came out, Joe Burrow was a, a, a rookie. Yeah. And he ended up being the one as a rookie to give the speech in front of the Freedom Center. Exactly. And it, they all, everybody talked about it was the conversations that everyone was able to have in yeah. these locker rooms was really helpful. Uh, and more than more than necessarily the programs, which everybody supports. Exactly. But like those things can be or seem to be what's really helped is that keeping keeping in the conversation, yeah. keeping everybody thinking about it was a big part of the progress. Oh, I guess absolutely. you probably view it that way. Dude, I just from 2016, my locker room, the conversation in the locker room I had in 2016 mm-hmm. to 2017 yeah. was night and day. Really? What made it so different? I think everybody's seeing like, oh, this isn't just a bunch of guys doing something for a publicity stunt. Oh, no. Okay. It's a year going into it and... Y'all have actually opened some eyes and y'all are really doing work. Okay. Yeah. Now, I might not agree with that, you know, stance you're taking, but I, I hear you. Yeah. Talk to me. Like, how can I? You know what I'm saying? And yeah. That's, and to be honest, like, that was a huge lift. And then once it happened, you know, continue to, you know, like, make progress and, and conversations continue to change, you start getting co- kids coming out of college or you start seeing college kids, high school kids, and they're having these conversations, they're able to come into a locker room and be like, no, not only do I want to have this conversation, I want to lead it. And it's like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Two, three years ago, four years ago, that wasn't happening. It's, <laughs> it's progress. You yeah, know what right? I'm saying? Like, so, it makes it feel yeah. worth it for you, the risk that you took, I right. guess, probably, right? Yeah. yeah. So, no, definitely. Like, I, if, I, if I could go back in time, I'd do the same thing again. Uh, and I honestly think moving forward for the future, it has put me in position because people know, like, okay, I like, know you stood for something. Mm-hmm. It you know might not have been what everybody would have done. You know wanted to do at that time. And to be honest, I didn't even think you know with taking a knee like would that have been the route I like would have thought of to tell, you know plan to take on my own. But just trying to be in solidarity with you know with with my brothers out there. Like mm-hmm. I think it was a, it was a strong stance. And uh, again, I wouldn't change it. Yeah. I wouldn't change. You guys um, on this team have, like you said earlier, something that's kind of a special chemistry. Yeah. I mean, how, how much cards can a man <laughs> <laughs> Like, <laughs> I appreciate that the card table that goes on. I mean, what is – is there a is there a minimum buy-in? Like, oh, there's, there's definitely, there's definitely mean, a minimum. But some people know that, like, that's just not my game. I can't do – I can't hang with these guys. I mean, I mean some guys need to know. Maybe not cards, but maybe, maybe the ping-pong table yeah. and, 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 and shooting basketball. Some guys need to, like, they need, they need to come to Jesus moment, right? Yeah. <laughs> the anonymous hotline. I might need to get that number and call them some of those guys. But anyway, no, with cards, man, it's fun, man. It's... It's it's thrilling. It helps the time pass, and you yeah. get those group of guys. You you help actually build bonds and become closer, man. Because we we're playing every day. Yeah. <laughs> we're playing on the road. Like I mean, like like 
honestly, I'm glad that uh, Zach supported that and got that table. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? We always joke about how, like, you, know, you always hear these stories about how, okay, if a team had a ping pong table and then the coach had it taken away, it was because they needed more discipline, right. right? But if they need to be looser, they added a ping pong table. They're loose now. Right. I just feel like in today's NFL, there's so many more right. coaches now that appreciate yeah. pe- wanting people to be in, in the, the locker room. Right. Right. Is that a, a big difference? Have you noticed there's a big difference from now yeah. to when you were you know, San Francisco, oh, Miami yeah. in the early years? The NFL feels different that yeah. way? No, absolutely. Like it's way it's a it's a totally different environment. I mean, yeah. one the, the games change, the uh the environment change, the conversation change, like every everything. Like it's a way more loose environment versus Probably back in the day when it was a whole lot more uh, strict and business yeah. and hope yeah. all disciplinary and like was kind of <laughs> where everybody family was. football. That's yeah. 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 yeah, it's and very it's, different. And I assume you don't mind. I mean, you don't. That's a nice change that you're you're welcoming. Oh, absolutely. Should be the future almost. Absolutely. Like I mean, like you do you want to run a you know what I'm saying run I'm not a tight shit, but do you want like a a well oiled machine? Absolutely. Let's go execute when we're out there. But at the same time, it shouldn't feel like. Do, do you feel like that atmosphere helped you guys win last year? You said that atmosphere. Do you feel like that helped you guys win? Oh, last absolutely. Year? Yeah, absolutely, man. And I mean, because guys still play, you know, played cards. Guys still did that last year. And I think it was loose. I think having a culture where everybody like played for one another and wanted to be around one another. I think it definitely helped. And when when times get rough and times get hard, you need to lean on each other. So I mean, I, I think that that this the ping pong tables and the cards is only going to help each yeah. other. And we know when to dial it back. How has this year been different than last year for um, you? Is it? I mean, because last year was, I mean, for you, yeah. coming in midstream, whatever, right. but has this year felt different, whether it be expectations, whether it be yeah, new people? You know, you know that. Yeah. Like, the dynamic changes, especially when it comes to expectations. Expectations breeds, you know, like like certain, our success brings expectations, and, you know, are you living up to that? Do you feel pressure, more pressure? Oh, it's new guys. Like, who's going to be here for the future? Who's gonna, you know what I'm saying? Like, what does the future hold? And I think we're at a point right now, especially dealing with some of the adversity with injuries added to it as well. I think we're at the point where guys are starting to feel – a little bit more free like okay we were holding on to that at the beginning we were letting that weigh in on us but now it's like man let's cut it loose yeah don't worry about it like let's just go out here and play i think we're we're starting to reach that point maybe that's uh, part of the super bowl hangover that people talk about that no no one ever thinks you have one but just because expectations and having been in that yeah. game does make people channel different parts of like yeah. how they approach yeah. every week even though you don't think it's changing anything it's just it does change the dynamic of what obviously had to have been good chemistry from the right. year before when it's just when there's so much more of a spotlight on oh it, yeah no definitely i mean and when you can acknowledge that and i think more guys have acknowledged it now and mm-hmm. are open to even saying it y'all really i think now we're at that point where it's like let's go let's go yeah, so, you know what I'm saying. Like, don't worry. Yeah, let's go. And and you need that when when you had a chip on your shoulder before nobody, you know what I'm saying. No, nobody gave us a chance. They doubted. They counted us out to. Oh, hey, shoot, we how many prime time games we got? Oh, yeah. like, you know like like it it it's it's a difference. So now it's like boom. Let's 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 turn that switch back on. And oh, didn't we just lose a prime time game? They just took us. You know, they flexed yeah. us out. Yep. Yeah. Disrespect card is back. Yeah, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> That's good. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I think we're in a, in a great spot. 
Back to the card game. What what is the game of choice over there, and what is the deal with the ketchup bottle? That oh the, no, the ketchup bottle needs to go first. Though. Like like we, yeah, but it needs to go. It should not be on our table. Like why we, is it that? I have no idea. This disrespect. It is disrespect. So I I, I, I got. Those little food trays now, so that oh. that you know, like we got some bins. I saw the tray tables showed up. Yeah. I was wondering what that was. Yeah, like. so yeah. stop eating on that. You can do it. There's cup holders. <laughs> it's a nice you know, table. Who purchased nice. the table? Uh, uh, Zach, I believe. Oh I believe, wow. yeah, I believe Zach did. We were going to have our rookies do it, but Zach Zach got us a nice one. So that's wow. fine. So yeah, so the ketchup bottle needs to go. Whoever said <laughs> and, um, and then the, the the game of choices are Tonk, T O N K. I believe is how you spell it. Tonk. And Bure. Yeah. Bure is a very uh, popular, widespread game. And for sure, for sure in sports uh, leagues, I never heard of it until I got to the uh, NFL. Actually, I had never heard it until I got to Miami. Uh, but it is uh, very popular. Yeah. Uh, it's thrilling. It's, it's the thrill of that game. <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> because the jackpots build in oh, the Oh, yes, they do. Yeah. My good sir. Yes, they do. <laughs> highs, highs and lows. Um, it, you know, so you have this. Uh, orange sports car. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that is quite a ride. <laughs> that is not mine. That is Who's not mine. Oh, that is BJ Hills. That is BJ. Hills. Give him your spot. I because I don't drive. Like people don't know. Like I walk. I, I stay so close to here, man. I walk. I stay downtown. So I told BJ until my family gets out here in December and I get my you car. Can have my spot. You can you can park in my spot. But if they ever come to visit or something, I'm gonna use it. And then yeah. <laughs> everybody I'm talking about from Duke, all the scouts, all the like, all all the uh, you know the staff, coaches, players. They're like, Mighty, you got. Them. I'm like, no, I can't fit car seats in there. What I'm gonna do with that? Like, How does BJ fit himself? Oh, there? dude, that, I have not seen. <laughs> him get in or get out yet I told him I just want a picture in it you know what I'm saying if you're using my spot if I can just take a picture standing next to that car it's fine yeah it doesn't really match your personality no. I was surprised that I mean you know guys are like Mike T oh that's your car yeah you trying to go to the promo again right? I just want to go fast that's, that's want to go fast uh, you know you said you know you've got you started thinking about jobs after football yeah. you've got all this stuff lined up how long do you want to keep do you now that you found a, a home here right. you're, you've got like this good thing going i mean do you think about how long you want to keep doing it or just as long as you can or yeah i was last year you know I was, okay i was done mentally i was prepared to be done but once you get that little taste again i'm like yeah. you know what uh, body feels good like yeah. so you know if, if darren want to keep me around if he can do it we can deal with each other's personality you want to keep me around and i'll play as long as i can yeah yeah. Well, I know uh, Bengals fans and every most of the people in the front office and locker room hope that that's the case yeah. and can keep you around. It's been uh, it's been fun having you. And I, this has been a great conversation. No, it's been really great. It's great to catch up with you and uh, get to know somebody who's seen it all. <laughs> and then you write the book after. Oh yes. Oh, it's about all the things that you're not oh, going to talk com- about. Yes, still is. absolutely. Oh, it's <laughs> coming. That book is coming, we baby. Wait, we wait for the book. <laughs> Mike T. Uncle Mike. Yes, I appreciate sir. It, man. Appreciate thank you very much. Yeah. Thank, yeah. You. thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. Appreciate your time. All right.